Not too long ago, Mexican food in Portland was, uh, ooh, all cheddar cheese, bland sauces, and sour cream. But a new explosion of chefs is bringing more accurate and creative takes on Mexican food to our city. And they're creating a national buzz along the way. Notably, a restaurant group, Republica and Co., has been opening a dizzying number of new restaurants and cafes, all based around what they're calling a Mexico forward vision. And one of these newly opened spots, Lilia Comedor, was recently named one of the best new restaurants in America by Esquire magazine. So today on CityCast Portland, we're talking with head chef Juan Gomez of Lilia Comedor and former chef de cuisine at Republica about Portland's rising Mexican food scene. It's Thursday, March 30th. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. So you first came to Portland about 10 years ago from Arizona. I mean, that's a hotspot for Mexican food. What was your impression of Portland's uh, Mexican food then? Arizona was even lacking. Like, honestly, I grew up eating Mexican California and that Mm -hmm. on it's on its own spectrum. When I came, when I first came to Portland, they had like new Mexican food, like from New Mexico and like the food there was in Arizona made it out here. So like a lot of heavy cream. A lot of like cheddar cheese, a lot of heavy sauces. Mm-hmm. But that to me wasn't Mexican food. It was American Mexican food. That's so funny. Have you ever been to Woodburn? I've been to Woodburn. Woodburn's good. Uh, but then again, still kind of just like, oh, I remember walking into like a, a Oaxaca restaurant and I had like obviously the quesadilla first. And mm-hmm. I was like, you guys use mozzarella? And they were like, oh, hold on. And then it brought me a whole new quesadilla with actual quesillo. Well, are you serious? They're just... <laughs> well, because I, I was just a question. It wasn't like, yeah, like yeah. I was mad or upset, but I was like, you're from Oaxaca. I thought you were going to use quesillo, mm-hmm. you know? like um, mm-hmm. I don't think they they knew anyone was going to notice. Yeah. You know, I've been living in the Northwest since like early 2000s. And it was really rough because like you said, there was like no... Mexican food. I couldn't find any in Washington, but I've noticed the food scene here. It went from like, like you said, you know, Mexican food that was more catered to non-Mexican tastes. And then it just jumped to like elevated Mexican food. And to be honest, I miss the (laughs) in-between, you know, where it's just like, I just want a good taco. Like, where can I just get a good taco, you know? Well, I mean, that didn't really happen. I feel like until like Mark Wooten, the chef that was pretty prominent at Norgoro for Ryan Roadhouse. He went to Oaxaca and he did some research and then he headed back to Vancouver, actually. So now in downtown Vancouver, Washington, there's Little Conejo. And mm-hmm. that's the in-between. Yeah. That is legitimate Mexican food. Yeah. The only thing I remember from Little Conejo is the beans because they were so good. Like they come in the little oita, you know? And yeah. I was like, they, those were legit beans, but I don't remember much else except that I was like, it hurt me price-wise. But I think that I'm just, I was born and raised in LA. And right. so I'm used to immigrant prices. 50 cents. You know what I mean? Like I understand why things cost the way they cost up here. I understand people have to pay rent. I understand it's a different economy. The nopal taco still sits with me. Every time yeah. I go back, I always order the, the cactus taco. Yeah. So what do you think they're doing uh, different in Little Conejo that makes them, you know, what you're saying, like, okay, this is legit Mexican food? 
Just the, the flavor profile. I mean, if you remember the beans, you also, the way that you realize the carnitas, the mm-hmm. way they're prepared is like really old school. Like just the, the way they think about it, the sauces, they sauce for you. They don't even ask you, they just do it. Mm-hmm. They're jalapeno salsa, just just the flavors. Like there's, there isn't like a, a diagram that's like, this is Mexican food and this isn't, but just the care and the, and the knowledge that went into what they're doing mm-hmm. really, really resonates. Yeah. I feel like that is like what makes them Northwest Mexican food. I'm not just saying that they're expensive. <laughs> I'm just saying like that they're actually being intentional with seasonality. Um, did you ever go to Authentica? Uh, Authentica was my wife's favorite restaurant. That's probably where I took her for on her first date. Um, he, that was that was really amazing. But then that hits like the modern Mexican outposts. Like, like. You know, I heard that the guy from Authentica helped start Weddell. Is that true? Did I make that up? I don't I don't know that part, but what is going to be probably like my favorite Mexican restaurant right now. Yeah. Tell me what they're doing that like you're just like, this is my favorite thing. So just like when I showed up for the first time, I, I took a bite of the refrito, which is like they're they're just vegetarian, unintentional torta. Mm-hmm. And it just brought me back home. Like it just took me to my mom and that emotional barrier. It, just, yeah. it wasn't anywhere else. Yeah. It's so interesting because like you said, you can't like put this in a in a bottle. This isn't like a diagram. But when you know, you know. And and I love that it's almost like an emotion. Like a right. so when you're cooking, is that what you're like, is that what you're trying to hit? Is that like Yeah, those flavors that yeah. I ate growing up, you know, like really, really stick to that, really bring out, you know, that feeling of being home. Um, so what you're doing now, uh, your new restaurant. Lilia Comedor uh, right. is inspired by Mexican food because what you're what you're doing it's clearly not a you know quote unquote Mexican restaurant. Right. So exactly. yeah. So how would you describe that? Like, how is your team pulling that together? Well, first of all, we're hy- we're hyper seasonal. So um, yeah. And what that means okay. for us is that whatever's happening right now is what we're serving. We have no walk-in. We have a two-door like glass reach-in for all of our produce, mm-hmm. and. There, there's a lot of technique involved. We don't have any recipes. We don't, we don't like have like a recipe book or anything like that. We go off technique and taste, mm-hmm. and we we hone in those flavors that we had growing up. But really, it's just like it's focusing on Portland and focusing on where you're at in the world and what season it is. And that's the reason I moved to Portland. I fell in love with the seasons. I didn't have seasons. There was no snow in California. Yeah, no. <laughs> and and that's part of the, the love, right? Like it's part of the who we are as chefs is pushing some kind of boundary. And mm-hmm. so to people who don't understand what we're doing, we're a Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. People that do realize that we're a Pacific Northwest restaurant through the lens of a Mexican-American chef. Mm-hmm. So what is one dish you're serving? I know your stuff changes like daily, but you have like your standards, um, like the pork. Um, That's our staple. That's the one thing that the preparation on the pork and the bread doesn't change. Yeah. So you would say that is the dish that really nails what the restaurant is about? Or do you think that there is another? Yeah, I think so. So that's kind of the epitome of what we're doing. So you have pork collar with the mm-hmm. flavors of carnitas, but it's in the technique of French confit. So all the classic like like spices, the citrus, the, the Coca-Cola, the piloncillo. But we get lard to a certain temperature, which is 180 degrees. We sear the collar, making sure that it's hot. Then we braise it for four hours. And then the best part is we store it in the fat with the sachet for seven days. And that really develops a lot of flavor. And then the set, like whatever is available. Like right now we have a, a roasted rhubarb escabeche. 
with a kill rap doriado and a black garlic and cashew salsa negra. And that's what mm-hmm. you get this week. And next week it will be something different. I have to say that that is one of the best um, salsas I've ever had. The deepness, the like, the richness of that salsa is amazing. And still, like, I taste it and I'm like, it's Mexican. Like, it tastes Mexican to me, you know? The crazy part is even that salsa, like, Mm -hmm. it's a salsa negra, which means that it comes from Baja. And in the early 1900s with the booming fishing industry, there was a lot of Asian flavors in Baja that you won't find anywhere else. So there's going to be marion in there. There's going to be tamari in there. There's going to be black garlic in there. And these are flavors that you won't find anywhere else in Mexico unless you Mm -hmm. go to Baja. Yeah. I love that you said that because it does it does have like that richness of a Sichuan sauce almost of like a like a chili crisp in a sense. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. It's great. Yeah, I really love that salsa. I just said <laughs> I was like, if you bottle that stuff up, Chef Juan, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just saying if you bottle that up, people would buy it. <laughs> We've already had people be like, "Where can I buy a pint?" And I'm like, oh, "We don't produce on that level." But here's you know, a couple ounces to take home. So you have fried eggs in the morning. All right, let's take a quick break here. Uh, when we come back, we'll be talking about three Mexican restaurants in Portland that are killing it, according to Chef Juan. So taking a look at Mexican restaurants across Portland, what are like three that you think are really doing great stuff. I've heard about Little Conejo in Vancouver and, and I I know I was like balking at the price. It's totally normally priced. I want everyone to know that Little Conejo is not ridiculously priced. It is a it's a totally reasonable restaurant price, but I'm very cheap. Um, right. so like in Portland proper, like what are three restaurants that you think are doing really great stuff? So right from the top, I want to say my old executive chef from Republica mm-hmm. is doing a residency at Little Dame. And he's doing Mexican food that really pays homage to Mexico. Like, there's a little bit of seasonality in there, but he doesn't stray away from the true Mexican flavors. So, uh, Lauro Romero is doing incredible stuff at Little Dame Monday mm-hmm. through Wednesday. I, I have to say, Huero is going to be really up there, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, I want to say that that's something I frequent at least once every two weeks, maybe even more. And there is a little market located inside a convenience store. It's called JT's Market on Gleason. And you walk around to the front and, and there's a taco shop and it has media, it has it has like they have like 50 menu items, which uh, is pretty, pretty reminiscent of home. And that is probably one of the places that we really enjoy at least once a week. Is it Sahuayo? There you go. You been there? No, but my, my producer is really good at his job. Okay. Yeah, that, that place. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. But I yeah. want to go now. I'm like, that sounds amazing. You know, um, what do you think that the Portland Mexican food scene still needs? I have opinions, but I want to hear your professional opinion, Shwefan. <laughs> I, I just want us to be received better by the general mm. public. Um, so That's if there were people are open to paying more, then you would see that middle ground or the higher ground be there, you know? Um because there will always be Mexican food no matter what. Uh, but you come to Lilia and, you know, you, you're you going to invest in the hyper-seasonality. You're going to invest in the chefs that are, you know, living this life. And you're, between two people, you're going to spend, you know, with drinks and everything, three, four hundred dollars You know, Mexican food isn't meant to be cheap, even mm-hmm. though it's it's seen that way most, most of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we could just get a little more acceptance from the community, 
and and realize like I, we get that I, I get people that walk in they'll look at the menu and, and they'll just they'll scrunch their face and they'll just get up and leave uh, <laughs> like and or they'll walk out saying mexican food this is too expensive for mexican food they'll say that i mean mm-hmm. are they mexican to, to themselves oh, they okay. won't say it directly okay. to us but okay we'll, we'll overhear them like speaking to themselves I've also had like yeah. Mexican people come in yeah. and sit down and like, we'll start off with like a tlacoyo with, with a royal caviar and, you know, mm-hmm. like r- real nice stuff. And then they're like, oh, we're going to have to go to the spaghetti factory afterwards because we're not going to get hungry. full. No, they'll, they'll say stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I'll hear yeah. them and I'm like, okay, because it starts off real small and then you end the last things with pork. So it's progression. And you're there's just plate after plate after plate, mm-hmm. and twelve bites later, you're like trying to throw in the towel, and I'm still giving you another <laughs> dessert. You know, I feel like um, so much goodness has come out of Republica. Like I feel it's, I don't know, it's it's so impressive that so many chefs have come out, done their own thing, and they're successful. And it's not just like weak, you know, weakening with every iteration. It's like almost strengthening and becoming its own version of what I felt like Republica sort of came out with, you know, of just like, hey, you're going to respect Mexican food. You're going to respect chefs as artists. You're going to understand that you have to pay, (laughs) you know, people to like make food that you think is like peasant food (laughs) because it's not, you know. And and in some versions it is because Republica is uh, a whole nother world. Even now, you know, Chef Lalo is is changing the game for what, what what Republica is now. You know, they're in they're in a new building, they're doing ten courses, each person gets their own plate. And in Republica, like I came on early on and they just inspired me. They made it seem like Mexican food could get that respect that it deserved, like we talked about. And mm-hmm. at that point it was intoxicating. It was it was passion. It was raw passion. It was a lot of work, a lot of work, but it was beautiful in, in that in that same aspect because no one else, and I still don't think anyone else in the city is doing or Republica is doing, mm-hmm. or what Lilia Comedor is doing. To be honest, we're a little yeah. we're a little more approachable. We're 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 <laughs> we're just there to crush people like absolutely with food. You know, not a lot of like history or knowledge or like a lot of technique, but not mm-hmm. not a lot goes into like making the food that we make. And that is because all of our chefs are, are very seasoned. Well, I wouldn't say a lot doesn't go into your food, but I think I know what you're saying. You're talking about the history of, of what Republica is trying to infuse in their food. Yeah, they're almost like more of like an experience, right? Like, like a social gesture, as mm-hmm. we're just literally just trying to align, annihilate <laughs> the, <laughs> the pork. Well, Chef Juan, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us and give us your opinion on the Mexican food scene. Um, I'm personally excited to see it grow. I mean, it's grown leaps and bounds since I moved to Portland. I feel like we're at a place now where where white people know they have to heat up the tortillas. And I feel like that was a huge (laughs) job. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You go to their house and they're like, I made carnitas. And then like their tortillas are cold and they're breaking. And you're like, you're ruining everything. Right, <laughs> right. And that's the point, right? Is that we're, we're educating people and now they're heating up their tortillas. You know, they're not rolling a, a wrap in a cold flour <laughs> tortilla anymore. Right? <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they're griddling it slightly. And, you know, the ultimate dream, you know, at the end of the day, my wife and I uh, wish to have a one acre farm where we grow all of our own produce, clothes for the winter, 
and have a wood fire oven and just serve tacos. Oh my god! Look out for that one day. Okay, I will, Chef Juan. I will be looking out for that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. And now for your microdose of news. In a recent policy change, La Center School District in Clark County, Washington, now forbids teachers and staff from asking a student about their preferred pronouns. And if a student does volunteer that information, the school will inform their parents. Critics gave the school board an earful earlier this week, calling it akin to don't ask, don't tell, and arguing that it endangers kids' mental health. They're also saying the policy will harm students who fear being outed to their parents. Some students have already reported physical abuse from their families because of this new school policy. And the James Beard Award Foundation has announced this year's Restaurant and Chef Award nominees along with their Leadership Award winners. And among the leadership winners was Burgerville Workers Union for successfully negotiating the country's first ever fast food union contract in 2021. Now, these awards are considered among the most prestigious in the food industry in the United States. So a big congratulations to the Burgerville Workers Union for nabbing one. For even more Portland news and events, check out our daily newsletter, Hey Portland. We'll throw a link in the show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim's. (laughs) 